Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. And today we have a special episode, a man behind the muscles slash diary of a bodybuilder hybrid episode with Christian Chapman, Physique Collective Christian. Hi, how are you? I am well, stressed, but good. Um, I feel less stressed now I'm on this podcast, so it's all good. Yeah, we just had our barn-related catch-up, didn't we? And it's a little bit, life is all a little bit up in the air at the moment. You're very in limbo. Yeah. Would be the right thing thing to say, I think. But we can talk about um, stresses, barn-related, bodybuilding-related, all the bees um, throughout this. But as I just kind of gave you a little bit of uh, an intro, and as we talked about when we DM'd about this a couple of weeks ago, the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast today is because... You have a very interesting and very open approach to food and gaining weight, um, which is such a stark difference from how I feel. And the reason that you kept coming into my head, as I alluded to, was listening to Carbs Cast with you and Joe. The same sorts of questions and thoughts kept popping into my head about how you approach weight gain. And so I was like, why are we so different? And then again, that got me thinking, well, actually, on the whole, men and women approach it quite differently. And I, I just thought, let's talk it out. Let's see why that is. Sweet. So let's go back pre-bodybuilding, Christian, because as you kind of said when we were having a quick chat over DM, you said that you, your approach to food hasn't always been as it is now correct um I've always had some sort of relationship with food since I was like young teenager um I was always like a bit chubby at school I was active played played a lot of sport and stuff but I was always just like I love food mm. um so I was a bit my dad always used to call it puppy fat oh it'll go away it never went away it got bigger um so I decided to do something about it when I was like early teens, like 14, 15, and I lost loads of weight, but like not in a healthy way whatsoever. And that's when kind of issues with food started coming up and stuff like that. Um, hours of cardio, selling bike for three hours, stuff like that. I thought, oh, that's the only way. Just don't eat and just wow. do loads of exercise. But I had, at that age, you ain't got a clue what you're fucking doing. You know, and this was what, 15 years ago now. I didn't have a clue. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I then got into hospitality industry when I was like 18 um, and my weight was through the roof after like right. a couple of years. I used to run bars, restaurants, nightclubs, hotels. You're always eating at stupid o'clock in the morning. You're eating shit after work. Mm. You're getting fed steaks mm. all day by the chefs and all that sort of stuff. And naturally you just get bigger. Mm. Now I always try and work, I always forget this now because I got up to, 20 over 20 stone i was like 20 and a half stone i'm gonna work it out in um what's it called pounds because everyone weigh well i weigh myself in pounds now i feel like in the bodybuilding world we have to do both we always have to do the conversion for people well i was uh like 290 pounds wow pure fat i was huge um and that was off the back of going into hospitality yeah, and just like I just didn't care. Like, how long did you work I, in hospitality for? Seven years. Oh, okay. So it was over quite a period of time then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was there was there was phases where you know I'd go to the gym for. I always used to love bodybuilding, and used to love going to the gym and training and stuff like that. But I just had no idea what I was doing mm. at all. Like post workout would be like you know when you get like a whole roast chicken from Morrison's. <laughs> I just eat the whole thing. Rotisserie. <laughs> yeah, I was just retarded to be honest. Um, <laughs> So put on a load of weight, then you know I'd lose a stone or two, put two back on, and I just couldn't get like I just couldn't get into it. And then I used to run a place um, in Stafford. I don't know if you know Stafford mm-hmm. in West Midlands, and um, because I'd be out on the door a lot with the bouncers, everyone used to like think I was one of the doormen as well. And obviously, when someone gets chucked out, you know when someone's angry, they first, say the first thing that comes into the head. First thing that someone would always come out with is, oh, you fat prick or you fat cunt or whatever. Mm. And I was just like, you know, after like a year of hearing that, like every weekend, you just, you know what? I'm sick of being a fat prick. Yeah. Uh, 
the prick thing has definitely stayed, but not, <laughs> not I'm living that one. Um, and essentially, I joined a gym that's clo- close to me, Foundry, and just befriended a guy. And he was like, well, I'm going to get you in shape and we're going to do a photo shoot at the end of it. I was like, yeah, sweet. And I'd been training quite a while before, before, before meeting and stuff. And I had half a clue what I was doing. Um, and I'd always been like big set. Like I was always just wide, just a bit of a house. Um, and I lost like, I think I lost like eight stone in like one hit, quick as well. And um, I got to like photo shoot lean. I look back on the pictures now. Oh my God, it's so cringe. Really bad. Zero muscle. Um, and, then, um, and then it was a constant up, down, up, down, you know, trying to make improvements. You know, my first like off season of trying to grow, like I was eating like two and a half thousand calories a week. Uh, a day and like gaining like two or three pounds i was like well this is well easy but like i wanted to eat more obviously yeah. and now i mean you see what i eat like yeah and I, I can't really gain any weight at the end of it um so it's fun it's, it's funny seeing that change um but yeah that was life before it got really serious i would say which was what since i started working with joe which is nearly three years ago now mm-hmm. so i'd say that's when it got like quote unquote serious three years ago what was the catalyst for working with Joe? Um, I always says, and he knows this, like, I, I, I'm a massive control freak. Mm. I like to know everything that I'm doing, I, I'm like OCD with everything. And I don't like other people taking control. And I'd met Joe a couple of times. We trained together. I just thought, this guy's just, it's just like clicked and got on. And I always said, if I was going to work with someone, I'd work with Cal. Because I, I always used to speak to Cal, for, I spoke to Cal for years, or Joe. And I thought, oh, Joe, Joe's less well-known at that point. And I thought, you know what? Like, I get on with him really well. I know I'm not, I know I'm going to be like one of a hundred. So I thought, yeah, cool. And I remember, I literally remember where I was when I made the decision. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to do it. And then he sent the stuff through. And I was, you know, I'd be, I was eating probably double, like when he sent the plan through, it was like double what I was eating. And so much less movement. And so much less training. I was like, nah, nah, I can't do that. And then I did it and I lost like five pounds in a week. I was like, what? So with that, I'd be interested because I think a lot of people, when they first get into bodybuilding, they look at some macros and they go, can't believe how much I'm eating. But actually, it's the difference between clean food Mm. and kind of shit food or just like making up the calories like a guy lots of guys which I think was more common probably four years ago having like a pre-workout donut (laughs) it was so it was so common though I'd say when I started four years ago like as in competing um, and I started learning more about people in the industry not just people that went to the gym it seemed really really common and now there's been this kind of flip on its head of Oh, no, no, it's not just about getting the food in. It's actually about clean, good food. And yeah, so, yeah. like, 5,000 isn't 5,000. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. So was it that, then, that you you possibly went with a... Did he start introducing new food sources? Like, You know what? No, he, he has never once given me a meal plan because I said from the start, just give me macros per meal. Because that's, okay. that's what, with my clients, they're given the option. Meal plan or you have macros per meal. Perfect. Um, but it was probably more so the introduction of like a lot more veg, a lot more fruit, all that sort of stuff. But I never, I never used to eat shit like ever before Joe. I was so anal with everything, and I think that this is what's going to lead us on to mm. how I'm so much on the flip side now is because I was so OCD for so long that I re- when you come on the flip side of it, you realise you don't need to do that. Well, I don't. Do you think that they're possibly? By being so particular and kind of OCD, as you put it, about that, do you think that maybe you created a fear, which then when Joe burst that bubble, you were like, I've been scared of this this whole time and it wasn't warranted? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like after four weeks, I was like, I've probably made more progress in the first four weeks than I have in the last year because I was less like, I, I didn't have the stress of decision making. Mm. I've been like, oh, should I should I be in a mini cut now? Or should, do you think I've gained weight too fast this week? Answering all these things, I don't need to think. 
Joe, you think. Mm. And that takes the, the relief of stress will transform a physique anyway. Mm. And it was just that whole, here's the reins. I can sit back. Yeah, I was stressed at first because, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But you've done the first week, you're like, all oh, right, yeah, this is cool. And how did you feel when you kind of had that realisation that potentially for, I don't know, four, five, six years that you had been not wasting time, but almost at a standstill? Spinning my wheels. Spinning my wheels. Yeah. How did that make you feel? <sighs> I was gutted, man, because I was just like, why, why didn't I just do this sooner? I, I think I was just so adamant of being like, I can do this myself, man. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want other, I'm, I'm not a very trust, trusting person. I don't trust anyone. Um, so for, for to trust someone to handle everything I eat in a day, mm. my training, my cardio, my supplementation, that's a, a big thing for me. So I think it had to take me that long to get to that. And, you know, I, there's no point looking back at it now. I wish I'd done it sooner. Mm. It's pointless. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do, I do wish I had done it sooner. <laughs> Massively. I think there's always going to be a little bit of that. God, what would I be like if I'd started sooner? But equally, you may not have taken it as seriously as you do now if you hadn't have had those experiences where it pushed you to this point. I do think like as cringy or hippie-ish as it sounds some people are like oh it's bullshit everything does happen for a reason like that every day it's meant to be the way it is even if it's really crap it everything leads you to where you are and who you are now so um yeah i think obviously there's a little bit of god i wish i'd done this sooner but maybe you wouldn't have gone with joe maybe you would have gone with cal maybe that wouldn't have worked out maybe it would Nice. Might have had a really shit experience with someone else. Exactly. That might have just put me off forever or whatever. Yeah. So fast forwarding then to here we are, present day, um, and the regular off-plan meals and having no fear of those. And like for those that don't listen to Carbs Cast or don't follow Christian, when I say an off-plan meal, I don't mean he's having an Andos. Mm. I mean it's a 40 piece sushi plate or it is two or three burgers or it's the most phenomenal looking pizza like deep dish the juice is flowing out of it and then just because why wouldn't you a couple of cookie dealers and some ben and jerry's standard i mean if you're talking about that pizza we both know the one that i'm talking about my mouth is watering Oh, thicker than a snicker. Um, If we are talking about that pizza, I think that night you had, I sound stalkerish now, you had cookie dealer and ice cream. We're talking easily 4,000 calories. Oh, yeah. Which which is, I mean, yeah, we're on the light side with 4,000 there. Say you had, you didn't finish the pizza or you shared it with Sophie, you know, like. Oh, yeah, that pizza was, that pizza is to share for sure. Yeah. But still, that's a lot. That's a lot of food in yeah, one yeah. go. And maybe doing that, maybe not to that extent, but having off-plan meals twice a week sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's yeah let's get into this. So I think from being so scared for so long to eat anything off-plan, like Joe, when we started, was forcing me to have an off-plan meal. I was like, no, no, I don't need one now. And he said, no, you're having one, whether you need it or not. Mm. Okay, because I've, he already knew my issues with food and stuff. And I, I bring this on to a lot of clients myself, is that, look, free, like you're going to fuck them up a few times, especially if you're lean. Mm-hmm. You're going to overeat, simple. But if you just take them away altogether, what happens in 12 weeks' time when you do get the taste of something, you have something, you eat the whole house. Okay, it's like free meals, off-plan meals, whatever you want to call them, are like anything, you practice them. When you do something more, you get better at them. You mm. practice your hunger signaling, all this sort of stuff. And yeah, granted, it looks like a lot of food to some people. That is generally my hunger. Mm. Okay. And I feel like because I think what, three years of Joe with, you know, religious up doing a push, then doing a, a crazy diet, then doing a push, then doing a prep, then doing a push and all this sort of stuff. And being three years of like overly obsessive with work, more than three years now, of overly obsessive with food, when you 
realize because you will at some point oh what when i have this food i don't just get fat overnight all right okay i'm not saying go and eat shit every day mm-hmm. right? but allowing yourself to have them gets one rid of that fear okay and look i i hate gaining weight normally okay but i feel like this year since show has been a bit of a revelation of like I've just dieted for, I think it was 29 weeks in the end. If I have some off-plan meals now, it doesn't fucking matter. Okay, because give yourself some slack, for Christ's sake. You know, you've just weighed every single thing to the gram, not had anything off for eight months of the year. You can afford to have some food. Now, I feel like there's a time and place for it, okay? Post-show, you are going to blow up if you keep doing it. Okay, and I understand that more than anyone. So for the four first six weeks, I think I gained like six pounds post show, and you saw what I looked like. Like there was no skin left. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely six pounds on inside that. Out. Yeah, six pounds on that is nothing. Mm. It was it barely anything. And then there was reintroduction of things and stuff, and it started going a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker until I always get to like a set point of where it's like it doesn't really matter what I eat, I just don't gain weight. Right. Um, and when your calories are five and a half, six thousand a day, you can eat the shit food and get away with it sometimes. Okay, once or twice a week. But when I was back, when I had no muscle and I hadn't been doing it long, if I do that two or three times a week, I'd be dieting in three weeks' time because I'd be fat already. Mm. It's that constant. I think you can get away with more each time, each year. I'm not saying you should. This is personal choice. I love food, so I'm gonna eat it. Okay, if I go back into a prep, there's no chance of it. Mm. Okay, so when it's the off season, I'm making the most of it because it makes me happy. Mm. And I always say the same thing no one has to do this, do whatever makes you happy. I don't care if you don't have an off plan meal for two years. Granted, I think that's stupid if you do. Okay, but that's my opinion. Okay, and that brings us back to like just practice these things, have these things, except that if you have them and you're still really lean, you're going to gain weight. Okay, but if you're constantly thinking about that, you're never going to have the off-plan meals, okay? And I'm not saying you need to have off-plan meals to improve, but you're never going to improve that relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the flip side, it's because I feel like because I have them now and I, I don't think about it, it doesn't affect me in, in a bad way. The only reason why it used to affect me in a bad way is because I'd feel shit about having food. Do you know what I mean? Like a guilt. Yeah, 100%. It's like, right, next day I need to get on Stairmaster. Cool. Even though that's not my plan. Okay. Now I wake up and I just start my day normal. How did you break that habit? I think a lot of it comes down to meeting Soph. Okay. Because now Soph in off-season is incredibly relaxed. Like, I've never seen anything like it. When, When we first met, I was still in the whole... You know, even if it's off season, everything's on point. I have one off plan meal a week. It's always the same time, same day, all the week. And when I'm saying that out loud now, I think that's just not healthy. It can, it doesn't have to be a Saturday night. If someone asks you out on a Tuesday, you can say yes. Okay. Because yeah. you just don't have one on a Saturday or yeah. have one. It doesn't matter. Okay. But I think when we met and we were, I mean, she can eat, but it'd be like she'd finish all the meals and I'm like, oh man, I'm still hungry. So I'm just going to go and eat some more food. And I'm like, what? what but because she's a genetic freak okay i can't get away with what she does at all um but realizing it's like oh man she's really happy doing that she just has no she has zero emotional attachment to food whatsoever but it's because she allows herself to do it Mm. i've been like you know what she she says it's not off season if you're still hungry (laughs) which i get that i get that but I'm very much like, no, you know, I want to keep my appetite on point, all this sort of stuff. But the long as we was like, man, I'm, I'm having more free time, more free meals. I'm not putting on the weight that I thought I would because I'm not treating the off-plan meal as a, oh my God, this is the last meal I'm ever going to have. Yeah. And it's like, I can just have two chocolates out the tray and not be bothered about it. And I have them because they look nice. I'm going to eat them. Not because, oh my God, it's chocolate. I need to fucking eat it right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, meat meat and stuff is a game changer for my like head with food because and then as soon as prep starts, boom, switched on. And like you know when you say like you know you eating all this stuff, 
you don't really put that much weight. Well, I've been dieting for two weeks. I've lost 15 pounds. I mm. find it incredibly easy. And I've off plan meals every week so mm. far. I find it very easy to lose weight and very easy to get lean. Mm. Putting on muscle is difficult. So I know I need to gain that weight. And that's why I put on like 65 pounds near enough. Mm. Oh, show. Not in, not like straight away. You're like uh, three days. <laughs> <laughs> I think to be fair, the way I felt after that show was, I can remember the exact feeling. It was, I'd, I'd gone out the night after the show, as you do, sweet. And it was the next day, we'd travel back home. And I was just like, I'm just going to just just have some yogurt, and some fruit and stuff. I'm eating it and I'm just right next to the fridge. And I was like, I could literally eat the fridge. And every and I would you're making food at the same time as eating food and then thinking about what the next food is. And it's horrible. Mm. And I think sometimes you have to do it to get it out of the way. Because if you put it off and put it off and put it off and you still feel like that every day, you get to the Saturday, it's like, right, I'm gonna start this day at 7 a.m. and I'm gonna eat shit all day. Yeah, something that I've actually um, and it's only this year, so competing four years, um, probably dieting closer to five. And I, by dieting, I mean eating to a meal plan or macros or prepping, whatever it may be. Because up until recently, I was on a meal plan, yeah. prep and off season. Pretty much the same foods for years. And it's only now, I checked in the other day and I'd had, um, I'd had a cookie dealer. Yes. <laughs> it was bloody grandma's flapjack. Oh, the best. Oh my cheeky God. Cheeky bugger. It was delicious. So chunky. Um, I had one of those. And when I checked in, I think it was the next day, um, I sent my weight to my coach every day. I said to him, by the way, I had a cookie dealer last night. And he was like, why don't you just have a cookie from Tesco's? And I went, because I don't want a cookie from Tesco's. I wanted a cookie dealer and if I'd had a cookie from Tesco's I would have still wanted that cookie dealer and I probably then would have had the cookie dealer and the cookie from Tesco's and well the difference was... is one of those cookies from Tesco's what like 350 calories let's say yeah a cookie dealer is a thousand okay but the cookies from Tesco comes in pack of four so if you eat the whole pack of four which you will okay because it's too easy to do okay well there's 1500 mm. <laughs> a lot of people can put them down and, and because I live alone that packet of four I'd be then hating the waste I don't want to throw it away I'd probably inevitably end up taking it to the gym the next day or putting it in the freezer because I think well I'll have one another time everything goes in the freezer in my house <laughs> um and I just said to him I was like years and years ago I wouldn't have had that cookie dealer at all and mm. uh, or I would have gone way too far and I would have had the Tesco's cookie to try and not have it. Then I would have had something else to try and not have it. And then I ended up, would have been ended up eating that and then probably something else because I'd got the taste for four different types of sugar. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of this big kind of penny dropping moment where I was like, I don't care that I gained half a kilo. Yeah. doesn't doesn't make any difference to my life yeah. i enjoyed the cookie i didn't ask if i could have it because i don't need to ask i'm 31 yeah. nearly 32 years old i yeah. can have a cookie if i want it but it was just this real moment and it's i don't i think that's something that a lot of people would struggle with like making that decision for themselves to have something which isn't written down on a piece of paper or in a spreadsheet or is not in your my fitness pal yeah yeah and i think look I, i've been the guy that's obsessed with the scales and say, oh my god it's gone up a pound overnight oh my god i need to oh you know it's going up too fast i've done that and it's bullshit mm. because that's not a way to enjoy life mm. and so i always say to clients is you don't go around with a sign on you saying how much you weigh yeah go around looking what, what you look like do you look better than you did the other day yeah cool well, why does it matter what it says on the scale? Mm. Because I guarantee you, if you are sticking to something for 95% of the week, which you do, okay, you are making improvements. It's very hard not to. Mm. Okay, if you're following what you're meant to be doing, you're going to make improvements. Mm. Okay. And if you eat, what, five meals a day, seven days a week, 35 meals, if one of those is bad, I don't think you're doing too bad. How do you deal with the doubt? 
because inevitably it will creep in. I mean, we can sit here and go, yeah, but it's a science. If I'm eating and I'm training and I'm getting stronger, then then I must be progressing. But there's always a moment where you go, but what if I'm not progressing? And you, know you kind what? of have that. You know, I don't actually think I've ever, I've ever thought that. I, I look around and think, man, that guy's progressing a lot faster than I am. But okay. I think I've come, to, I've come to terms with the fact that, look, I haven't got the world's best genetics ever. You know, I was, I was the most shredded man in the world seven months ago, and I didn't, even, I didn't have abs because genetics say I don't want to show them. Mm. Okay? <laughs> My abs look shit. Um, I know I'm not a genetic phenom. And I'm okay with that because I really enjoy what I do. And that's the most important thing about it. And I think if I am, um, the only reason why I never think am I progressing or not is, am I doing what Joe tells me to do? Yeah. Does Joe know more than me? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to keep doing that. Has he progressed my physique since when I started? A billion times over. Like it couldn't, it, I don't think there is any way I could have. And I think if I could have progressed it more, I would have been miserable. Because it would involve doing things that I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do. Mm. And I'm very much a person that is like, if I don't enjoy doing something, I just don't do it. Because what is the point of that? Mm. It makes zero sense. I'll only do things that I enjoy. Um, and for, for while I'm enjoying it, I'm going to make the most of it and eat some food, for fuck's sake. So that, uh, if I don't enjoy it, I won't do it the first thing that kind of came into my head when you said that was so when you were doing three hours a day on the bike at 14 did you enjoy that <laughs> probably not no yeah but I think this this personality trait of mine is definitely built up over time I was gonna say is that something that's inherently in you or is that something that you're is a product of your environment I think it, it came a lot from my working past of being like realizing you know what it's three o'clock in the morning this arsehole's just whistled at me for a drink. What the fuck am I doing here? And I remember that did actually happen. And I just left and never went back. And I was like, I'm never working in hospitality ever again because I don't enjoy it. Mm. And then the job after that, you know what I did when I didn't enjoy it? I did something else. Mm. And that leads me to where we are now, really. Um, but I think that's just come from a, a, a long line of a lot of shit. Um, of meeting horrible people and stuff like that. And it just makes you realise, man, like you need to enjoy this time mm. it goes like that and do you think the time will come where you are in the gym one day and you'll go I don't enjoy this yeah I definitely think so at some point um because I think you can only take something for so long mm. you know if I, I don't want to bodybuild for 40 years Okay, because I think that there's, there is definitely more to life than bodybuilding. Yeah, I, I do have other things that I'm interested in, which I've, I implore everyone that listens to this podcast. If you're a bodybuilder, get another hobby at the same time. <laughs> Not one that you take as seriously, but look, you know, I've got people close to me. Bodybuilding gets taken like that sometimes. Yeah, with injuries, whatever, or just you know, just hate it. You know, the amount of people that compete and then you never see them again because yeah. they fucking hated it. And I'm not surprised. It's not it. You, I think you have to try and make bodybuilding enjoyable because if you think of it on a on a outside of looking in, you're starving yourself or you're stuffing yourself. You're putting your body through huge stress in the gym. It's not actually. It's not. You have to make it enjoyable. You have to really, really enjoy it to do it. Mm. I just, I'd suggest don't do it because it's not. I don't think it's healthy. I'll. I think the people that have been in it for a long time there it's it's just pretty obvious that they enjoy it because i yeah. don't i genuinely don't think you could live this lifestyle for more than six months if you didn't enjoy it you have to love it otherwise you'd be like oh my god screw this screw the steps yeah. screw eating exactly the same thing well within reason exactly the same thing day in day out screw doing the same training plan for months and months on end you just you wouldn't you wouldn't do it so you have to love it i think if i was like genetic phenom i thought you know what i could turn pro and all this sort of stuff then i probably wouldn't be saying what i said then 
But I know that and I'm okay with it. Okay, I'm not an unrealistic guy. I can't stand when I see people saying, yeah, going to go for the Olympia. I'm like, mate, you have no right to even say that. Granted, they might prove you wrong, okay, but it's pretty fucking plain to see with a lot of people. It's kind. I always think it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face to yeah. people that are on the Olympia stage. But then if you want to make it more of like a relatable thing to say, something that my coach hears a lot is he gets new clients and they go, yeah, I want to look good, but I don't want to look like you. And he's like, didn't happen by accident. Yeah. You have to really try. You do. It's not, you don't just run on a track one day and beat Usain Bolt's record. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't just fall into your lap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, you kind of want to say to people like, that. I genuinely think, I'm not going to name names, but I genuinely can think of uh, two people that I do believe will be on the Olympia stage one day. And they're people that we know. Yeah. But there are a lot more people saying hashtag road to O and you're not you're not going to go there. Even road to pro. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, look at some of the people that aren't getting a card and they're insane. Mm. You know, and this guy, oh, fuck off, doesn't make it in. Um, but yeah, I think I will get to a point of I just want to train for enjoyment and just yeah. go in, do what I want, maybe do a bit of CrossFit. <laughs> whatever i love what I, I actually like love watching crossfit I think same i find it so interesting i don't understand how a, a body can do what they do it i can't wait for the new bodybuilding look like fucking, makes it, us look lazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> massively um but yeah i'd, I'd like I'd, I'd potentially like to get into something more like fitness based to be honest because get, walking around at you know whatever way it, it's gonna, you don't want to do that forever. No, you don't. No. Yeah. On both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I you've don't. got to find a balance. I always kind of thought to myself um, that if I ever settled down and had a family, the thing that stuck in my head is, well, I, what, are you going to prep your meals and they're going to have a shepherd's pie and you're going to sit there and eat chicken and rice? You're not. You, you have to find a balance at some point where you go, I... I I just want to eat a dinner. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, look, I, I sometimes, you know what, I've, I've always thought, like, I don't know why it always comes back to my head. Sometimes I wish you could just go into a shop and have, like, a Tesco meal deal. Yeah. Chicken bacon club sandwich or something. But they do taste like shit, let's be honest. Yeah, no, but it's just something, about, you sometimes walk around and think, you know what, fucking hell, why? Because you feel like I've got no choice. Yes. And I always think, what do normal people do when they go shopping? I still think that all the time. Like, how do they decide what they're having each night? Don't get it. I literally was in Tesco's last night and this guy turned around to his missus and went, he picked up some lamb steaks and he went, should we have these this week? And the way he said it was so nonchalant. It was a thought that popped onto his head that second. And she went, eh, if you want. And I was like, as if you don't know what you're having for dinner this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I think, man, I want to do that sometimes. And I think, look, that I think off-season is a good time to implore stuff like this. And, like, I'm just going to have something completely random tonight. You know what? I fancy fajitas. I'm going for it. Yeah, I love fajitas. And you don't have all the shit in it. You can make it to your plan. At the end of the day, if you get your food item, if you can fit anything in. Mm. Yeah. Um, Although I really don't think you should limit yourself with fajitas because... (laughs) They no, deserve no, all the toppings. No, they deserve respect. No, no that is a good point. Yeah. I'm all for the sour cream. Oh, the guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So there's a good point, right? So the way that we're both talking about food, we're both like, mm, yes. But my approach and your approach is very different. Yeah. And like I said to you before we started this recording, I don't like the whole pitting sexes against each other or or genders, whatever you want to call it. But it does seem to be when you look around that men are like, come on, weight gain, let's go. Girls are like, oh, my God, if if I gain weight tomorrow, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. And it's so unnecessary on both ends. And to be honest, if you're thinking about that the night before you're weighing in, you are going to yeah. wait. 
a hundred percent because the stress of it will gain the weight simple um but yeah i look i never used to be like that i would shit myself when the scales go oh man no i've gained too fast this week joe what should i do man but you want me to just start dieting for this week soon no chill out mm. okay and when you chill out about it it probably does slow down a bit but i think i've got to a point of this year like look when i got on stage the main feedback was you need more muscle everywhere mm. okay cool how am i going to do that i need to gain weight so i'm going to do that and there is something about i think for men anyway I want to walk around and go, people, people oh, fucking hell, he's a big guy. Mm. And when people call you big man, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> um, but I can see on the flip side. Now, with the, the female thing, that's not everyone. Okay. If you ask Sove now what she weighs, she wouldn't know. Really? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't know. Interesting. Because Sove does get a bee in a bonnet about stuff like this as well. Because like... Like if someone puts a status about like girls need to to understand they need to gain weight and all sorts of stuff, it's like stop generalizing girls. Yeah. Like she didn't care what she gained. She couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Last night she sat at the table and saw some milk chocolate covered raisins and just poured out the whole bag and just started snacking on them after after dinner. She doesn't care. And you know she's got a, a pretty high level physique. Absolutely. You know? And it's not like she's just a fat bitch. Um, so. I think, yes, as a general rule of thumb, yeah, men aren't too... Yeah, I don't like to split people and tar them with brushes, but generally speaking, and again, this is just what we see. Mm -hmm. It's not actually... It's just what people put out there. So we're only... I'm basing that view and opinion on what people want to put out there, not on facts and, and figures and things like that look I, I i coach a lot of females and 99 of the time it is the same situation and the same things you deal with and again not generalizing but it is more challenging to coach a female but that's why i enjoy it so much more because when you do finally get through to them and they're like yeah man i'm gaining weight this week what am i doing this week I'm like, oh my God. And some of these people, and this is not me blowing smoke up my own ass or trying to put sh- like make shit up. Some girls have said, literally, you've saved my life mm. because I-, I wanted to just do all this thinking about food 24 hours a day, mm. waking up and eating out the fridge without even knowing I've done it. And all like, I've had every scenario you can you can think of. Mm. And when you get them on the other side, granted, not every, you can't heal everyone. Mm. It's really difficult. And sometimes it takes 10 weeks. Sometimes it takes two years. Mm. Um, and that is the, gen, the general theme is like, oh, I just hate putting weight on. Mm. Um, I think it probably comes from the fact that growing up, women are, it's so much positive reinforcement of being small, or mm-hmm. losing weight or having visible abs or fitting in those skinny skinny jeans that it's very difficult to not be in that headspace 100% I mean I have been in this industry I've been training for near on 10 years but I've been in this kind of weird world yeah. for 5 and even sometimes I'm like, I don't like seeing that weight on the scale. And other times I'm like, so? Like sometimes my coach will text me back and he'll be like, that's all right. And I'm like, I know, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but other days when he doesn't expect it, I'm like, okay, I'm, that's that's not making me feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and can be very hard, but... I think possibly as well, talking about what gets put out there and why some people think the things they do is because maybe men don't, even when they're feeling like that, they don't say it because no other, no other men are doing it. Other men like, bro, I'm gaining, I'm loving it. Whereas if they're not feeling like that, they're not going to shout it from the rooftops because then they're going to be different. And I, I think I've gained the most amount of like traction on social media when I have been like, you know what? I really fucking hate how I look at the moment. I hate how I feel. I've gained loads of weight this week and it's freaking me out. Mm. And 
one, it makes me feel better when I talk about it. Like, I had like a big rip, like a big life event, let's say, three years ago when I, I started like some counseling and stuff like that. And the main thing I realized what I needed to do was actually talk. The reason why I was so like I, it got to one day at work and I just literally exploded. And they were like, you need some help. <laughs> I was just like, I don't like to admit that there's something wrong with me. And they're like, you know what? I need some help. And they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. Everyone fucking feels shit now and again. Mm. You were just feeling a bit shit more so than others at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think once you realise it's like, just men need to fucking talk about shit. And I think the, the whole, st- I'm, I'm going to, re- I'm really bouncing back on stuff now because there was some things you said about like, when girls are meant to lose weight, girls are meant to be like this. The whole root cause of this problem is men, in my opinion. I fucking hate men, okay? Because, and I, I this is not like in a perverted way. I love fe- I love everything about the female form. I love, I get on better with females than I do with men. Um, and I genuinely feel sorry for females because it's those idiots that make them feel like that. Oh man, you put on a couple of kilos, sweet, you fat bitch or something. And I hate it. I hate men. And that's the, the reason why females feel they need to be a certain size or a certain weight because of them. I don't think it's, I don't think it is other females. Do you think then, just to put this on the flip side, because this bothers me about women, when they um, say things like, oh, I want him to have good arms and a six pack and they're sitting there watching EastEnders, eating a packet of crisps, looking like a bag of shit, but they expect the man to look good. So I think it works both ways because the amount of, weirdly, I get on better with guys than I do girls, Mm -hmm. but the amount of girls that I have heard, either in person because they're friends or family, or it's like on a program, like a dating program, and they're sitting there and they, it's always the same line. Yeah, I, I like a gym physique. And they definitely don't go to the gym. Yeah. So I, I think it does it. work both ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think what I've learned over my... Uh, I was in hospitality for, for many years, so you can imagine what it, what it was like, that scene. Um, nice girls that you meet don't give a shit what you look like. Soph couldn't give a shit if I was fat, if I'm shredded. I mean, she probably prefers me now, to be honest. She, like, I... <sighs> Sorry to put this image in your head. I, I'm a hairy guy, okay? I grow hair everywhere. And I make her shave everywhere for me because I hate it. And she absolutely loves it. You know, and I call myself like Chewbacca because I got like the hairiest back here. I'm like, no, get rid of it every week. But beard goals though. Correct. Yeah. Shame, shame it, roundabouts. Yeah, shame it doesn't grow on my head, but um, <laughs> it just grows everywhere else. Um, I generally think the, the right people don't give a shit what you look like. Mm-hmm. Those people who are like that are just idiots. Mm. But again, yeah, I think that's probably another reason why men think, oh, I need to be muscular. Mm. I genuinely think 90% of females hate a muscular physique. Like, as in what we would call a muscular physique. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I nice. think most, nice. Too big. most women, actually, because I do think I've got a very distorted view on what looks good now. Yeah. But I think most women find that kind of beach bod like they've got a little bit of visible lines yeah but it's nothing really major they're not too big and also they don't want to fight for attention with the gym correct so or on the beach when it's like all these girls are looking at him like that guy's huge but they're only looking at him because he's huge not because he looks good yeah it's because he's weird yeah (laughs) because it's different yeah 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 Yeah. Man, I went gone, to um. I went. To, yeah, it's gone down a weird way, but it's diary of a bodybuilder, and this is what we uh think and feel. So, I um went to a spa um with a male bodybuilder last year, and the stares from the general public. It was just like I couldn't figure out whether they were looking at me because I was chunky at the end of an off season. Or they were looking at him because he was some man mountain. Like there was no, yeah. It just and it, it kind of that's the moments that you think, oh, this is yeah. normal. This is weird. Yeah, I've got a good one for that. It was the week after Soph won her pro card, 
and we went out and Soph doesn't wear, like, she doesn't really cover up. She does not. She wants people to think she's an alien, so she doesn't care. And I get a bit like, if someone's staring at me, I'm like, are you all right? Like, I will yeah. vocally and shout sometimes <laughs> because I'm like, I just find it, it's incredibly rude. Yes, it is. When I step, take a step back and I looked, I looked at those pictures a couple of weeks ago from when we went out, I was like, I'm not surprised people were staring at you because you look mental. She looked like she was from another planet. Um, like, because she was peeled. And because, yeah. you know, strapless top, her delts are bigger than her head, yeah. all this sort of stuff. And people were literally like staring from other tables. And I'd turn around and be like, do you want to come and take a picture of something? Mm. And, and you forget that it's really not normal. Mm. I think as well, like I say, your normality becomes distorted. 100%. So what you see as normal, like you've just said, you look back on a, an old picture at the time, you didn't really think anything of it because you'd been looking at her like that day in, day out. Yeah. Whereas now you're like, oh, actually, so if you looked fucked. Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> the wasn't... coolest way, you looked yeah. fucked. And I was I was only like three or four weeks per show at that point, so I still looked like shit. Um, so, yeah, we looked like a couple of idiots, to be honest. Uh, but and then on the flip side, I think the, the normality of things when people say, "Oh man, you're looking big," I'm like, "Man, I feel small." Because mm. their normal is like, like every time I go back and see my family, my dad's like, "Bloody hell, Chris! Oh, you are getting big," and I'm just like, "Oh, like I take that as like a massive compliment for yeah. my dad." Um, but I'm like, "Oh no, man, I feel skinny or whatever, or I just feel fat or whatever." So that's interesting. Then you're like, if someone says to you bro you're looking big you instantly go I feel small now is that a little touch of body dysmorphia or is it that you are around more bigger guys because you aspire to be a bigger guy right that is you've you've really done well with that (laughs) yeah that's good because yeah 100 percent body dysmorphia the day you start the gym is the day you're forever small that's what yeah. i always say to people always but yeah if you scroll instagram and you say the first person that come into my head oh, it's gonna, if he listens to this he'll be so cocky um brightman right. have you ever seen brightman in real life no never met him oh, i did and that was probably 30 pounds ago mm. so I, I look at him like nah i ain't big that is big yeah but then on the flip side I went to London like four months ago. It was actually to get Soph's ring. But I was out with my mate and literally walking down the street, people go, fucking hell, Hulk, bro, and all this sort of stuff. And like coming over and like touching you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, look, I am not big compared to some of these people. But again, it's your perception, isn't it? But I think I always revert to the, oh, nah, nah, because I don't also know what to say. You don't go, oh, you're looking big, bro. You go, yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't do that, do you? I don't know. I have done that a couple of times. <laughs> You're looking sick, bro. Yeah, cheers, man. I, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could say that and just be like, yeah, thanks, bro. Do you know what? Like, I'm the first person to bat away a compliment from someone who's genuinely giving one. But if someone who I dislike or I don't really know and I think they're a bit cocky says something like, prep's going well. Or that's a, that's a big weight. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm doing really well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can maybe sit. Yeah, I can, I can, I can understand that. I think I get off more though on when you're shredded and people are like, fucking hell, bro. Mm. Are you gonna die? Like when people say you look like you're gonna die, I'm like, mm. yeah, that means it's working. Yeah, when someone awful. says you look ill, you're like, well, yeah, good. I should look ill. If I didn't, two weeks out, I'd be really concerned. Yeah, yeah. And again, you look back on it and you think, yeah, man, I really did look ill. Yeah. <laughs> and I look like it. But then on the flip, you're like, oh, no one knows I've got any muscle in a normal top because I just, it's drowning me at the moment because mm. I'm, you know, 60 pounds lighter or whatever it is. Mm. I um, love those oversized tees, though. You can never, the, the, I think what I've learned is you can just never win in this sport <laughs> mm. <laughs> because you're always striving for more. And look, I, I know I said, like, you know, if I don't enjoy it anymore, I won't do it. I still want to get up. I still want to be a big guy because I get a bit of a, you know, what? I am going to admit it, a little bit of an ego boost from it. Okay, so 
being a big guy, but what is a big guy? Because you, you are, <laughs> you get called big man. Yeah, but some small people get called big man. I get called like big the guy man. The guy in the kebab shop calls you, yeah, what are you having, big man? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I've made it. And I'm like, chili sauce, boss man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously, I think we, we're really bad for moving the goalposts. So yeah. you now versus you two years ago. All right, big man. Yeah. See? Yeah, because when I think now, I'm like, if I'd said to myself two years ago, the end of off season, 250 odd pounds, and not, you know, not too out of shape. I didn't think I looked awful. Um, Your like, recent check in looked good. I was like, geez, no way. Like, I never thought I'd be like 250. And I know next time it'll be 260, then it's mm. 270, then it's 280. Um, but I, I'm not going to compete again if I'm not starting at like 280. How long do you reckon that's looking like for you? Have you end, thought end about of, it? I think end of next year I'll, I'll want to compete again. Um, uh, the only, I think the only, the only limiting factor with me would be getting the food in because my appetite does go. Um, and I get to a point of like, I just hate life. And I'm like, no, not doing it. No. And, you know, I held just over 250 for about 10 weeks mm-hmm. because Joe was like, I'm not letting you just diet off straight away. And holding that was, honestly, I was miserable. <laughs> I hated it because it's so hard at that point of just mm-hmm. being like, and I am very much a habit person of like, I will just eat the same thing every single day. And nothing tasted good. Now, I, you know me, I used to love a bowl of cream of rice. Oh, and they looked epic as well. You didn't just have cream of rice. You had like cream of rice with the toppings, the different fruits, the whey paste. Oh, we've frozen there. Can you hear me, Christian? We were doing... Oh, there we go. You're back. We're having technical difficulties. You said about cream of rice. Um, Yeah, and like I haven't eaten cream of rice for probably about three months. I I heard you say this on CarbsCast the other day. So what's changed with cream of rice for you? Because you you used to go in, you'd have all of the toppings and it was like an event every day. I was literally just about to say it was an event. I'm so full agree with that because I'd be at the microwave for about half an hour making it. Um, (laughs) But I think on prep, obviously, it tastes, it was like a bowl of heroin every day. Mm. Um, As the portions get bigger, and I was just like, oh, man. And I think I get a point where it's like, I love sweet things normally. I'm a mm. dessert guy. I just, I get to a point of like, I just hate everything sweet. Like every meal I have at the moment is savoury. Every meal. Because I just can't, I just can't, I literally can't, like even thinking about it is making me feel sick. I think it's just a case of overdoing something, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, I think I, <laughs> yeah, put myself off sweet. because But having them as a sponsor is like, really oh, goals. Yeah. I mean, they didn't send me one thing during prep because I banned them from doing it. Yeah. Uh, there's no, I thought there's just no point. I said, just make me something for post-show sweet. Yeah. Whatever you want. It make you miserable to see that they're there. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, my, my, appetite, my appetite will always be the limiting factor of a growth phase for me. But, you know, uh, this one, the growth phase was 20 pounds more than the last one. Mm. If this next one, because this diet's not going to be that long, especially with how quick it's come off. If I can make the next one 260, then 270, I'll be, I'll be buzzing. Because then I will class, if I'm 270, I'm definitely big. I'm definitely bigger than normal people. I hope. You just point. have to remember that. You have to remember when someone says to you, like, I think it's very easy to bat away a compliment. Mm. And I think that's possibly the Brit in us that is like, no, 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 I'm modest. But I don't think there's anything wrong with when someone says to you after they've not seen you for a while you look good or you look like you've grown or you look healthier you look happy to say thanks yeah I think I've got an issue that you might not I'd never let it I don't think it ever comes across on social media stuff because on social media you can be whatever you want Mm. I'm not the most confident person in the world you would think I am but I'm an incredible actor because I used to sell things that's what you do do you not think that's a bodybuilding trait though that's why we're good at being competitors because we are so hypercritical yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think I think it, it both comes into it as like, look, I'm not the most confident person in the world, um, but I'm also really hardworking, and I'm like, nothing is ever enough, mm. whether that's business or physique-wise, nothing's ever. I have to be more, more, more. It has to be more extreme. If I if I get into, I am an extremist. If I like doing something, I have to take it to a stupid level, mm. or try and be really fucking good at it at least. Like cars, like I have to be an idiot. <laughs> Or, you know, this is like I have to be the biggest I can be or whatever. Or business, I have to have, you know, X amount of clients or whatever. Do you, like, have goals then? If you're saying that it need I need to be X or I have to achieve this, then you must be working towards a specific goal in each area. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of that has shifted now, not so much physique wise. That's always going to be there. I always want to be better with my physique. Mm. And I think that is just standard day-to-day practice for me now. That's just what I do. Mm. But it's mainly shifted to business stuff of being like, I'm so on it with that sort of stuff that it's Mm. now like, that's my next like massive thing. Um, And I think a lot of it probably has taken a bit of focus away from bodybuilding a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, I think my business is more important to me than my, my physique. Mm-hmm. But with the business I am in, your physique is also your business card. It is. I um, would say that some of the top coaches in the country, although their training is very good, their 100%. focus is... The reason I think that they're successful is because their clients look phenomenal because their focus is on their clients and not themselves. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think I think once I left my proper job, I call it a proper job, and went coaching full time, I was having a lot. I was chatting to Cal every day and I was just like, you know, when you started, did you just like not stop? Mm. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah. And I ridiculously uncomfortable made it now not made it but I've got a name out there now people know me the brand whatever um and I'm gonna have to just be really uncomfortable and sometimes that's gonna affect your personal goals um but it will come full circle one day Mm. I think I hope it will manifest yeah 100 you can lay your foot off the gas like we've got so much ideas for physique collective stuff because i i see physique collective and i hate to say it, like it's much that's the side business my main business is my coaching um but physique collective will eventually manifest itself into being the thing it's like well, i don't have to work yeah because this is everything you've got some um exciting stuff coming up that this year haven't you with um some events um some seminars and things like that yeah, I, I feel like there was talk of an app. Well, we have an app already. Oh, yeah, I was Apple. listening to Joe and you on Carbscast the other day, and you said about the seminars, mm-hmm. and I could have sworn you said something about an app or maybe producing more on the app or something. Yeah, we're we're improving the app. Right, it's kind of like a bit of a, a relaunch for it because it's still like the 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 beta version of it where we can just make improvements on the fly yes, and stuff i remember joy saying about this so there'll be a real you've frozen again there question i think it's because your wi-fi that, is be seminars. There will be... i'm back here yeah your your wi-fi is getting worse but um yes you said the beta version and then this year yeah so um Cal has already kind of like semi put it out there, but this will be kind of a proper exclusive for your podcast. Uh, we will be doing a seminar with Pro Coach team. Buzzing. Which is going to be sick. And we are doing our own one as well. Very, very cool. Very and then cool. we've also sponsored the stage of uh, FitEx Expo this year. And we're going to have our own education side of the, the thing. So that's going to be good as well. So big so, things yeah. come in this year then. And then we'll see you back in your pants in 2023. I think so, yeah. I might have to buy some bigger ones this time. <laughs> I'm surprised they still go on, I'll be honest. I think it was um, Knife Styles 
said on one of my latest ones, he was just like, I think that's the last week of them pants because that's the they're ruined. I'm like, yeah, they are tight now. You should um you should go to Georgia and get some custom ones made. I did have custom ones made, thank you very much. For um for the second show, because who so got her bikini from? She was like, I keep seeing you when you're posing, you have to <laughs> because I always wanted to show them glutes off because they were peeled, I would literally ram them up my arsehole. Mm. Okay. And she was like, I'm just gonna make you some really small cut ones so yeah. you don't have to do that um sammy i don't know if you know her sammy yes. yeah yeah so she made me some very sparkly purple ones um ah, they were in. made by her yeah i can't get in those ones now though unfortunately these ones, ones are a bit stretchy so but yeah end of 2023 hopefully yeah a big chunk more size on them well um there are two questions that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Oh no, I remember this and now I don't remember yeah. what the questions are and I haven't rehearsed. People always forget that there are the two questions. So, but it's good that you've forgotten because it means it's organic and it's just going to be free-flowing. <sighs> yeah, whatever. So, Christian, looking back and knowing who you are now and what you are now, is there anything you'd change if you could? No. <laughs> No, because I always say this. Okay, what you what did you say at the start of this podcast? Everything happens for a reason. Correct. Okay, and if certain things hadn't happened in my life, it wouldn't make me the man I am today. And I think I've had that much shit going before with people, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff has intertwined and made me literally be here now, happy, healthy, got a fiance, about to move into a beautiful house. A thriving business, the car I want to drive, it's perfect. Mm. I'd say I wouldn't change a thing. Maybe I'd say a few things to people that I should have said at the time and real give them a fucking, you know, peace of my mind. But You're not a nice person. That's what you would have said, right? Yeah. I don't like you. Yeah, I just think you're an absolute prick. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think there's always those moments we wish we look back and we think, oh, I should have said that. That would have been a great thing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been such a great line to come out with. And you think yeah. of it like when you've walked down the road five minutes later. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll text it them. Yeah. And by the way. <laughs> yeah, just if you didn't know this as well about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, you are known as... Christian, physique collective, coach, bodybuilder, fiance, car enthusiast, barn owner, <laughs> cat father. Love cats, yeah. Love cats. But how would you like to be remembered? You know, when I said uh, just before this, I can't remember what the questions you ask. I remembered that one. And as you were, as I was answering the other one, I was thinking what I'm going to say for this. Now, I pride myself massively on one thing. Anytime someone has met me in person, they always say the same thing. You know what? You're exactly like you are on social media. And I, I genuinely hate social media. I hate that I have to use it for business, okay, because I'm full of wankers, okay, who are nothing like they are in person. It's all an act, mm. okay? And I literally get off on the fact that people say, you know what, bro, you are literally the same honest guy. You don't really give a shit what people think. You are the same person as you are online. Mm. And generally, you know, some people are going to hate you. Granted, I don't really care about those people. But I think a generally liked person and always just brutally honest. Like everyone always knows me as I am. I will just say it as it is. Mm. If, you think, if I think you're a prick. You're going to know about it. Yeah. If you're a really nice person. You will know about it a million times over. Yeah. Because I think people deserve to be told that. Um, so, yeah, I just want to be remembered as the guy that was himself. Well, that, this that is the first be- time we've had like a proper conversation. Um, and I think. You love me. Every. In- well, get out of the way, safe. Um, from every interaction we've had, it's just like nothing's been any different and I feel like you bring the same energy to every conversation and 
I don't think I've ever spoken to you like you know in passing and I've thought oh, God, you really didn't want to answer that DM you know like whereas sometimes you speak to someone just really quickly and you think and I'm definitely guilty of this and it's obvious that you just can't be bothered to have that conversation at that point in time um I think yeah, I, I was very much like that I'd be like oh god what's this dickhead one until I realized when you talk to people for years and then they end up your client because you've answered their questions for two years straight always goes full circle and mm-hmm. people always respect I, I granted I don't like when people are rude in the dms mm-hmm. I'll still answer it but I might just say next time say please bro sweet say hi how are you but sometimes you get those people like man I can't believe you responded thanks so much yeah and that makes you feel that's very yeah. because sometimes some people want to know my opinion on things which I find weird <laughs> <laughs> and they always know they're gonna they, you know what they always say when they get the answer I knew you'd be honest with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good trait to have as well. Like being what you are on the tin. I suppose you could put it like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, incredibly blunt. So it's um, you get what you see. I think there's it because I would say that I'm quite blunt um, and quite upfront and honest. But I do think there's a difference between being rude and just being open and honest. And, and some people don't tread that line very well. Uh, um, yeah I think I think it would be very known in the industry if you didn't tread, tread that line well because we all know who people are the assholes and who aren't yeah everyone talks mm-hmm. yeah. very small little world that we're in yeah so you do have to be careful this is why I answer all my DMs yeah <laughs> <laughs> I want to be known as the arsehole that's ignorant so yeah. well on that note no ignorant assholes. um <laughs> I'd just like to say thank you very, very much for taking the time to join me today. I think it's been a really, really valuable conversation. And I hope that people enjoy it. What did I say when you DM me? I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I love this podcast, so I was honoured. Well, thank you very much. It means a lot. Um, Pleasure. So if anyone hasn't been following you and wants to know where to find you, where are you? Double check. Uh <laughs> don't even know your own handle no it's, it's uh, christian underscore physique collective if you type in christian you'll see me i just, just one of them guys isn't it? just top top account that comes up it's top influence top christian influencer and yeah. if anyone wants to check out the content on the physique collective app yeah you can download the app we do have a website as well for it but it's, it works better on the app uh 6.99 per month there is educational content coming out of our asses. There is 100 plus videos, forums, educational bits, lifestyle stuff, coaching stuff. There's absolutely everything on there. So you can find that on Google Play or Apple App Store. Um, just type in Physique Collective, you'll find it. Lovely. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, I will catch up with you very soon. Peace. Peace out, A-Town Down.